Today on Commitment to Truth. When we are doing what is right before God, when we are obeying God in all of his commands, when we are doing the right thing all the time, it ultimately somehow protects us from the attacks of the enemy. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, The Promised Land. God has prepared great things for us to take hold of. It could be a place, a job, a ministry, a mission opportunity, a relationship, or any other type of blessing He has prepared for us. God always wants us to move forward in Him and to go. However, how do we know when it is time to go? How do we care for the blessing He has created for us in advance? What is that promised land? This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will teach us how we can know when we are ready to take hold of the promised blessings, the promised land He has set aside for us. It's not when you might think. There's not necessarily a special moment when you just know. But God's Word shows us that there are stages, as shown in the book of Deuteronomy, to which we must arrive before God makes it clear that we must move. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. You see, whenever you get to a point in your life that you say, okay, God, it's clear that I've stayed long enough because you're giving me permission to now move into your, your wonderful and magnificent promise. Yes, there's going to be the responsibility that I always understand and underscore whatever you give me is not for me alone, and I must be willing to share it and share the responsibility of it, but then also step into the responsibility to help someone else, right? We got that. But then the third and final point today, which will always be crucial, is that we must be people who completely trust the Lord. So what you find here is that the children of Israel, they, they moved closer to the promised land, right? Uh, Moses began to set up the process of sharing the burden, right? Everybody agreed to that. Now they're about to go possess the land, and then everybody except Caleb then says, ah, we can't do it. Trust issue. You mean to tell me after every single thing I showed you. Listen, you mean to tell me that even the weight in the wilderness did not help you to completely trust me? So that then says, what does this word trust mean? This word trust means this. Stability and confidence, like a baby, will find themselves in the arms of their parents. Some of you are mothers here, young dads here, or dads of young children, have been. One thing is for sure, and this is such a great description of trust, is that when a baby is in the arms of their mother or their father, they have no concern at all. But <laughs> we all know who have growing children, once they get old enough, to think rationally or irrationally themselves, <laughs> right? Once they, listen, once they're not small enough to be carried in your arms, once they're not humble enough, right, 
dependent enough, right, on mom and dad. They begin to make their own decisions, and something begins to happen with trust. It's the weirdest thing. The very parent that raised you, the very parent that gave everything for you to get you where you are are the very parents that you no longer trust. Same thing with God. Let's go back in time when you first came to know Jesus. Right? When you just indulged yourself in the word, the things of God, and everything was so fresh, so new. Didn't question much about God. <laughs> Once we grow up in our faith, well, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. Well, does God really mean say we can't do that? Are you sure that's in the Bible? <laughs> we just like, wait a minute. We start questioning just like a growing child. The same thing the children of Israel did. They stop relying on the Lord with confidence like a baby who will find themselves in the arms of their parent. Not concerned about anything at all. Then Caleb, verse 30, Numbers 13. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, we should by all means go up, take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. Where's the Caleb's? Where's the Caleb's? The Caleb's have to step forward to receive the promises. You know, who are the Caleb's in this church? Who's the Caleb's? You follow me that can say, no, no, we, we got that. Yeah, there's giants. Yeah, they're bigger than us. Yeah, it seems insurmountable, but God. You see, because you're always going to have the people among you with the glass half full or half empty rather than half full. Look at verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, we're not able to go up against the people for they're too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we had gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There, also, there also we saw Nephilim the son of Anak are part of the Nephilim and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. It's interesting, in our own sight. Not God's sight. Not even the people in the land's sight. But in their own sight. It's interesting how we can think so small of ourselves. And so we were in their sight. I saw less of me, therefore they saw less of me. That's, doesn't that sound familiar? I see less of myself, so I'm sure everybody else thinks this way of me. You see, here's, here's about three things to understand and to really grapple with in your hearts 
when you look at this part of the scriptures in Numbers chapter 13 and, and, and how if we're going to inherit the promises of God, the promised land of God, the precious and magnificent promises of God, we must completely trust him. But how do we get there? Here's, here's three points to drive, uh, drive us there and derive from what we just read. Verse 28 and 29 is this. We cannot fear man, period. We cannot fear man. Listen, at the end of the day, you're going to have to face the giant like the children of Israel inevitably had to do. Listen, if you didn't know for the record, please read the scriptures. They fought multiple giants. Matter of fact, 12 finger giants, 12 toe giants. Read, this, read the text. There are giants bigger than Goliath that they had to fight to continue to inherit the promise. That was just a key fight for Israel. But there were giants in the land in every part of the land to which they had to go in to possess. There will always be giants in your life. There will always be people in, the, in your life, situations in the land that you just cannot succumb to fear, period. Verse 31, we can't fear the responsibility. Listen, to inherit the promise of God, there will always be responsibility, period. There will always be the responsibility to go and take the land. Yes, God can, can deal with the obstacles, but you still have to go. There will always be a responsibility that is that is before each one of us, but we cannot fear the heavy lifting of the responsibility that comes along with the promise. Listen, you may be saying, okay, God, use me. I just know you want me to, to, to do amazing things for you, and I, and I can see it in my mind's eye, and, and people are affirming it around me, but you know what? You cannot fear the responsibility that goes along with it. You can't. Listen, it's no different than a man who says, listen, I know God has promised me this woman to be my wife. You, you can just know that that is my precious and magnificent promise. That is that woman. But guess what comes along with that? Responsibility. Well, God, give me children. Yeah, that's, you promised me children to, to bless the fruit of my womb. He gives you wonderful children. And guess what? You cannot fear the responsibility of raising children, period, at any level. there will always be responsibility that comes with the promises of God. And I'm here to tell you that some people who don't walk in the promises because they fear the responsibility or they want to put the responsibility on someone else or deny the responsibility. Lastly, you find in verses 32 and 33 is that we can't fear what others say. There will always, always, always be people who are in your ear. There will always be people who says, oh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you never will, you never will. That's not for you. 
listen, you can't even listen to yourself sometimes. Because we can even convince ourselves that we can't, or we're undeserving, or that's not for me, or did God really promise me that? Don't fear what others says. Because people will always give and receive discouraging reports. It's just a matter of life that there will always be people just dropping seeds of negativity and discouragement. But will you start receiving it? And I believe it's twofold with that, right? You, by George, should not ever, ever, ever be one of the people who are planting seeds of discord. And nor should you ever, ever, ever be discouraged by those seeds of discord. Because we will stay in a lane, we will stay where we are for more time until we get to a place that there's this trust that is necessary to move into the promised land. With that being said, how do you really know? <laughs> how do you really, really, really know? Because even though I give, I've given you these three uh, points to help you at least move forward to it, because I'm sure they're still in the back of someone's mind. It's like, okay, all right, I got those three. How do you know if you stay long enough still? I don't know if I'm carrying a burden or sharing a burden. How do I know if I'm trusting or not trusting God? Well, let me drill it down a little further. Numbers chapter 12, you don't have to turn here, but jot this down. Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. You have this scenario that Miriam who, and Aaron, Moses' sis, uh, sister and brother, begins to complain again. Begins to complain again. So, how do you know if you're ready? It would never, ever, ever, ever be because you stopped complaining. Because <laughs> you know why? The children of Israel complained before the promised land. Complained going into the promised land. And when they got there, they were still complaining. So it's clearly not because you stopped complaining. Right? Because honestly, the children of Israel never deserved anything because they were complainers in every generation they complain. So you can't use that as an indicator. <laughs> so it's not because you stop complaining. Okay, you know, I stop complaining. Well, chances are next year you're going to complain. <laughs> you're going to complain about something. Secondly, jot this down. Deuteronomy chapter 7, first part of chapter 7. Or the first part of chapter, uh, uh, verse 7 in chapter 7, excuse me. It's not because you're this great and this fearless person. You know what I mean? That you've dotted every I, crossed every T, and you're just walking with Jesus, you humming on all cylinders, and right, you're fighting a good fight of faith, and you know this is my time for my blessing to come. Wrong. <laughs> it's not because of that. It's not because you've done some great feat. It's not because you're you're reading through your Bible, or at least trying to do it again in 2022. It's not another sword. 
Not because you're this good dad now, you're a good husband, great mom, and it's none of that at all. It's not because you're this great person. But then Deuteronomy 7, verse 7, the latter part gives us the answer really why you know you're ready. It's because he loves us and because he keeps his promises. It's just because he loves you, he loves me, and he's a promise-keeping God, period. He loves you, and he loves you enough to keep his, to keep his promises. Amen? Someone once said this, you can't break God's promises by leaning on them. <laughs> so my challenge to you and me today is this. Listen, we need to start leaning heavily upon the promises of God because he never breaks them. You know, study the scriptures. You know, be, be engaged in this sermon series that we've entitled for you, The Promised Land, and really dig your teeth into what the scriptures are saying, and let's learn from them collectively, collectively because at the end of the day, we serve a promise-keeping God, and we have to lean heavily on them and not be afraid to inherit what God has so graciously promised to each one of us who believe. Amen? Over the years, I have encountered countless people who do not feel loved by their parents, their spouses, their children, or anyone at all. This unloved feeling, I've also witnessed, possesses the power to cause them to ponder the seemingly never-ending question, does God love me? Like them, I too have wrestled with this frustrating question, which eventually manifested itself in many tangible ways, such that those closest to me found themselves engulfed by their flames. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Influencing your world. Have you ever wondered why you were born where you were born? Why this family? Why this particular community? Why this part of the world? Why do I have these friends? Why this school at this time? Why this church? It's simple. God, through his sovereign wisdom, he knows precisely what you need to fulfill his purposes in you for his glory. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. As you leave one year and you head into the next, I'm sure you're carrying over into the new year many goals and dreams and aspirations. We call them New Year's resolutions, right? Those things that you fight for and sometimes you get frustrated in the fight and in the pursuit of those goals and those dreams. You see, while you're in pursuit of these in this coming year, I want to just remind you of a simple truth. It comes from when the children of Israel were leaving uh, Egypt and they were heading into their promised land, their new year, their new life, if you would. And they found themselves with the, their backs against the wall, literally against the wall of water. And Pharaoh and his army was in pursuit of them. And they began to panic and cry out to God and to Moses. And Moses said these simple words to them. 
the Lord will fight for you as you keep silent. As you head into this new year in the fight, I want to remind you, the Lord will fight for you as you keep silent. Don't fight for yourself. Let him fight for you. Think about that. As you keep silent, he will be fighting for you. Or you could say it this way. When you are no longer silent, maybe he stops fighting for you. We don't know that, but that could be it. But I want to encourage you strongly today, heading into the new year, in the fight, in the newness of the year, keep silent and let the Lord fight for you. Here's another example of the encouragement you'll receive. Did you know that there's people in our lives all around us that are blind? They're very difficult to recognize, but they're blind. They're blinded by hypocrisy, blinded by just pure ignorance, and they're blinded by even the God of this world. You see, it's very, very, very easy to get frustrated with those who are blind around us. You see, but it is our responsibility, especially during this Christmas season, to bring those who are blinded by hypocrisy the joy of Jesus. Those who are blinded by ignorance, we need to continue to bring them the joy of Jesus. And not to mention even those who are blinded by the God of this world. You see, how do we do this? You see, it's the same way that Jesus did. He brought himself to a dying world. Our responsibility is to bring the joy of Jesus in this way. In other words, if we are followers of Christ, we must stop being hypocrites. In other words, we must become a people that are believable. In other words, they see the joy of Jesus in us. You see, those people who are ignorant, maybe they just don't know about who Christ is. It is our responsibility to teach them as they see the joy of Jesus in us. And then lastly, you see the God of this world, he is always on the offense, if you would. He's always even defending his turf here on this earth. And he will cause blindness to be so thick in the eyes and the minds of the people around you. But some way, somehow, the joy of Jesus seems to penetrate and or remove the veil from their eyes. During this holiday season, I would encourage you to bring the joy of Jesus to those blinded by hypocrisy, blinded by just pure ignorance, and blinded by even the God of this world. Yes, the joy of Jesus is the answer as they see it, Him in you. We hope you enjoyed this sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Life is like an orchestra. We have the string, woodwind, brass, and percussion sections. We are all attempting to follow God's lead as our conductor while remaining in sync with each other. Instinctively, we find ourselves seeking the position of first chair. None of us are ever really skillful enough to sit there, yet we try. But who is the first chair meant for? You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for listening to our series, The Promised Land, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Ephesians 2.10 explains that God created us 
in Christ Jesus for good works he prepared specifically for us. It is up to us to hear from God and to know when to go and take the land. Once there, we must also take care of, or steward, what God has given us, and he will clearly show us how. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.